We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 92 of the Big Boo Cast. On this episode, we're going to hear a little bit from Melanie about some royal family developments, or at least some royal family television developments. We're going to talk about some of our goals, and I use that word loosely, for 2018. And we're also going to talk about a new beauty product that Melanie has tried and loved. Finally, we're going to talk about college football, and this will be no surprise because it's January and there's a national championship game coming up, and we needed to break that thing down a little bit, especially in regards to the playoff games that we loved so much. So, before we get to all that fun, just a quick reminder, if you're on Facebook, we are too. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thebigboocast, and then you can follow us individually on social media. On Twitter, I'm Boo Mama. Melanie is at Big Mama. And then on Instagram, you can find Melanie at Melanie Shankle, and I'm at Boo Mama 205. We're so glad you are here as we get ready to kick off our 2018 podcast, and we hope you enjoy episode 92. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And I don't know what it's like in your world right now, but it's Saturday morning in our worlds right now. Which is, I love a Saturday morning. Oh, my word. I do, too. I slept. Now, you know, I'm not one to sleep super late, but I did did sleep until eight o'clock this morning. Oh, that's that's so funny. That must be something because um, Perry is out of town. And so Caroline and I both slept in um, my room with the dogs last night. And I was last night I was kind of dreading because I was like, normally Perry gets up early. So he lets the dogs out and all that. And I was like, Ugh, I said, those dogs, I'm gonna have to let them out by 7am. But the dogs slept in. We all slept till nine o'clock. Oh, wow. I know. I think they were very cozy in their beds. I think it's this cooler weather, you know, like and nobody wants to get up. Well, last night, David went to bed before I did. And when I went to bed, Hazel had gotten on my side of the bed, which normally she sleeps like at the foot of our bed Mm -hmm. on the couch. She does not sleep in our bed. But last night she was in our bed and she was on my side. And when I like turned the covers back on my side to try to make room for myself. Yeah. She snapped at me like she, oh, was, she, she, uh-huh, she was not having it. Like, and so I just covered her up with covers and scooted her as she snapped. <laughs> I thought, Hazel, we're all very cold. Like you, yes. I'm sorry. We're all very cold. Yes, but there's no reason. Do not bite the hand that feeds uh-uh. you, Hazel. Uh-uh. It's not going to serve you well. Uh-uh. Which I, I think I said it after Christmas. I, well, I've said it to people in person. If I did not say it on the podcast, she, her Christmas was terrible for Hazel. Like she just, yes. she, she was as the worst she's 
ever been in terms of her anxiety, her possessiveness, all of these things. If she were my actual child, I would be making an appointment for to take her to therapy. Like we would need to work through some of these anger issues that she's yeah. developing. And I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her. Maybe she's a teenager. Maybe she's a, maybe it's her teen years or, or rough. You know, she's got maybe some hormonal issues. Maybe I'm, I'm going to tell know. you if she is, Alex is navigating that thing a lot better than she is. Um, <laughs> golly, she just bless her. You know, the vet told me, I ended up having to have a conversation with the vet a couple of months ago because we took her to get a bath and then they had to call us to come get her mm-hmm. and um, because she wouldn't let them bathe her. Wow. And and I know you know about about yes, being refused pick up. Yeah. service. Um, and so <laughs> so the walk of shame into the vet clinic. Yes. <laughs> and so I talked to the vet and I said, I don't I don't know what to do with her. She is really happy if it's just the three of us. Apparently, unless she's sleeping at a, on like a twenty degree night. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't. But she like she cannot. She she can't handle any like. She can't roll with anything. And the and the yeah. vet told me, she said, imagine the most anxiety riddled person you have ever known in your life. Like somebody <laughs> who has major abandonment issues and and deep separation anxiety. Do you think that person in real life would ever get better? And I said, <laughs> probably not. She, she said, that's Hazel. So, um, unless they unless they find Jesus, which right. I mean, I'm not saying um, I don't want to assume that Hazel hadn't found Jesus. I just don't know that that's really going to be something she's going to be able to put her unless she start. Maybe if she starts having a morning quiet maybe time, so, she'd be better. Maybe so. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to sort of involve her. Did Paul David Tripp write a book for dogs? That's what I want to know. Maybe if you read her a psalm every morning. <laughs> It would bring her comfort in where her security lies. Yes. And she could not to us, oh Lord, not to us. <laughs> I don't that's not even a psalm, but uh, maybe it is a psalm. If it is a psalm, that is a psalm. I'm sure it's it a, is. Yeah. So but, Oh God, that is hilarious. So that's what we're dealing with over here is is Hazel is running our lives pretty much. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, the dogs, though, it's funny because like we know, like we were talking about like a trip that we know we have planned for the summer. That's like a family trip. And we were talking and I was like, I already start to feel anxiety for the dogs because I know how much they're going to hate having to be boarded. But I'm like, they're so bad. Like when Gully came and stayed with me over the Christmas shopping weekend, she kept trying to get Mabel to warm up to her, which she kind (laughs) of does, but she still acts weird. And Gully said, Mabel, I'm trying to help you out because if you would warm up to me, I could come stay with you Uh while your mom's out of town. But like, they can't even like when my parents pull up my dad said yesterday he said it's like it's a new world for them every day like they've never my parents come by four times a week you know what I mean so it's like but every time they bark at him like we've got like dangerous intruders Uh coming into the backyard Uh so it's just crazy so it's like I can't leave nobody can stay with them so it's like you forced my hand Mabel you have to go stay at the vet oh I don't even know Hazel does have she does like people like there are certain people she really likes, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, most of those people live out of state. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why she likes them. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. She just okay. she loves my friend Daphne. Okay. She, lo- she loves my sister and my brother-in-law, and she actually really loves my daddy. Um, that you know, I don't know. She, she got okay when I had some high school friends come and stay this last summer, but mm-hmm. by and large, anybody who approaches the door, it is, it is high alert. It is yeah. 
code orange. It is like lock her down. It's it's no it's no bueno. So danger, danger. Yes, yes. So anyway, so that's that's the good times we're having at our house right now in the animal world. Well, we are just trying to get back in the swing of real life, as I know you are, after the Christmas holidays, which is always, I feel like it's always the hardest to get back in the swing because the Christmas holidays to me, number one, they don't ever seem quite long enough, I feel like, you know. Um, and it's cold. So it's like, you know, I felt like that first morning to get Caroline back up, which we actually had to start like Tuesday because she had soccer practice. So we were back getting up early, even though she didn't have school. But it's like, I'm like, this is just cruel to have to like, go back to getting up at 7am. And it's like 25 degrees outside, you know, it's so much harder to get out of the bed in January than it is in August. It is. Uh It is. It's just it just feels like, Oh, and you've got to go and you're like sitting there thinking like, I need to go out and start the car. So at least the car's not freezing when we get in. It's a whole. um, But I mean, kind of, I'll say here's the beauty of the winter carpool is you really can just put on your puffy coat over your pajamas and drive your child to school and drop them off. Well, you know, the the winter is when I take my makeup with me to work. Like I don't even try. I don't even try to get my makeup on before I leave the house. Like, I mean, I just, I need to stay warm and, and and cozy as long as possible. So if that means I'm sitting at my desk, putting my makeup on when I get to school, that is, that is fine by me. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's part of my treat to myself when it's really cold outside. Okay. I think that's a good treat. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good treat. Stay in bed a little bit longer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Okay. So we went to see, here's what I need to discuss. I've got a couple of things. Okay. Um, Okay. First of all, I'm, did you watch any movies over the holidays in theater and or at home? I watched zero movies over the holidays because I was too busy watching the great British baking show. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was deeply involved to the point that I will tell you on New Year's Day when I made Mexican cornbread. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. The, my, hold on one second. My plug just, no, it didn't. I don't know what I just, I don't know what I just thought. Um, okay. So to the point that when, um, I made Mexican cornbread on New Year's Day, which, if I can just say, I love cooking New Year's Day food. I try to make everything that Mama used to make. It brings me great joy to make that stuff. So I make Mexican cornbread and cheese grits and yeah. um, collard greens and black eyed peas. And I made the collard greens of my life this time. I don't. I don't even care if it sounds like I'm bragging because they were they were something else. Anyway, I made the Mexican cornbread. And as I took it out of the oven, I told David, I said, I know I've watched a lot of episodes of the Great British Baking Show um, yeah. this Christmas, but the bake on this thing is fantastic. Look, it's crisp around the edges. <laughs> it's cooked through. It's not a, it's, it's it's not close together in the center, and it's there's no part of it that's raw. I feel good about it. So mm. that's why I didn't watch okay. any movies. I was all piled up with Paul and Mary and some some Genevieve sponge cakes. Okay, and some did mincemeat pie? Do they ever make like a mincemeat pie? That feels like a British something to me. They do make some different, like sometimes they make savory things, and so they'll make like a shepherd's pie or it's fat. I I won't even go down that rabbit trail. It's changed my life a little bit in terms. Okay, I I I just I love it. But anyway, as you were saying, you went to the movies. So, well, I'll I'll start first with, okay, so I finally watched, because it was on On Demand, I finally watched Reese Witherspoon's Home Again movie. Oh, I've never seen that. That came out in the fall. Well, okay, so I, I had thought when it came out, 
I was excited when I saw the previews because I was like, oh, good. It's a it's a romantic comedy, which I feel like there is like a dearth of romantic comedies in the mm-hmm. world these days. I don't know what happened to Notting Hills and mm-hmm. Sleepless in Seattle's and You've Got Mail and all that. But we don't make those anymore, right. apparently, because we're too busy making all the Marvel movies. So yeah. um, Justice League and, and, and all those. So I was like, okay. I'm all in for Reese Witherspoon. But then I heard different people that saw it and they said, well, it's not a romantic comedy per se. So you kind of have to lower your expectations of what it is. Um, but I have to say, I really enjoyed it. It has the feel and the look of a romantic comedy. Um, okay. Reese Witherspoon is darling. I mean, like so cute. She plays a 40-ish mom. Actually, it's her 40th birthday on the movie. And she's a mom of two girls. And it's kind of a little bit of her childhood and her relationship with these um, guys that she gets to know, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will say it was totally worth watching. So okay, I really enjoyed that. It's on Netflix. Um, not well. I don't know if it's on Netflix. I it was on a, on demand, so I watched it on Universe. Okay. So, okay. um, but it was really good. So I stayed up. I think I actually New Year's. I think that's what I did New Year's Eve after Mariah Carey performed. I think I turned on. Yeah, you yeah. know I stayed up for Mariah. You know I did. <laughs> well, nobody brought her her tea. She didn't have her tea. Hey. Somebody needed to get her her tea. Mm-hmm. Listen, I was, you know, and I, again, I won't, I won't chase this rabbit either, but I was so curious as to whether or not she was going to wear a bodysuit. <laughs> so, because we had that whole discussion last year about when did, didn't, when did we decide that was appropriate behavior for 40 something yeah. women, like mm-hmm. to lounge around in our bodysuits. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, so I was wondering if she was going to wear a bodysuit, which the bodysuit might have actually given her more coverage than that dress did. But <laughs> I, had to, I, was, I was, I was fascinated. I've, I've never some like cheered somebody on, um, and then look, kind of look side eyed at it at the same time, like I did yeah. that night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was just, mm-hmm, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. So it's funny. So New Year's Eve, so I'll back up. So New Year's Eve, so Caroline ended up getting invited. She went down to um, one of her soccer friends' ranch with some girls for New Year's Eve okay. and the day before. So she was gone for two nights. So Perry and I were home alone. And so it was kind of that weird, like, well, it's New Year's Eve and we're like, <laughs> I'm going to say we're single. That's how it felt. And we're single. So what do we do? Like, uh-huh. it felt like some pressure. And so, because you think, can, can we just stay home in our pajamas if we uh-huh. can go out? Um, I'm and so, Sally O'Malley. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, and I mean, I, I basically. Kit. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I had basically spent my entire Christmas break. I mean, by the by the fact that every time I did laundry, all I was washing was pajamas. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not like I had really ventured out. And it was so cold here, like un- unnaturally cold for how cold it usually gets here. But so Perry was like, well, why don't you make us reservation somewhere and we'll go to an early dinner? And I was like, okay, because we felt like, well, we ought to get out and do something. So we went to a 630 dinner. <laughs> yes, <bam. laughs> Yeah. Yes, we did. Take the five thirty um, for when you when you hit your like sixty five. You say exactly. You can do six thirty until then. Well, and I got to, so we went. So we ended up going to this place called Max's Wine Dive because by the time I made reservations on New Year's Eve, we were very limited as to the places where there were still reservations available that right. didn't start at like nine o'clock. And I was like, no, our goal is we want to be home in bed by like eight thirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We want in pajamas by eight thirty. So we went to Max's Wine Dive, but so. It was, and it was good. The food's always good, but we were sitting there and they had the TV, they have a TV in there because it's, you know, it's kind of like a bar. And so they had a TV set up. Well, they had Rockin' New Year's Eve on, Dick Clark and 
Ryan Seacrest rocking New Year's Eve on. But then this younger couple who was much younger than us and maybe dating, I don't know that they were even married, but they were very young and they were very cute, but they came and sat at a table that was kind of right by ours, you know, not so close. You know how sometimes in those restaurants where you feel like, well, just why don't you just join us in all of our conversation because you're right here. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting there right there next to us. And we're so we're kind of like listening to them. Well, at one point, I guess it was when Sugarland came on or big, I don't know, little big town. I don't know who it was. But the guy kept saying to his date, he goes, is that J-Lo? I think that's J-Lo. Do you think that? And the girl kept saying, that's not J-Lo. And he's like, no, I'm pretty sure that's J-Lo. It went on. <laughs> I can't even tell you how long that I, I'm so, and Perry and I both just kept trying to keep our conversation going, but it was so, it was that awkward that all we could hear was J-Lo, J-Lo, J-Lo. And like, as soon as they got up, cause they left before us, they finished their date. Cause that, and I'm like, y'all are younger than us. Y'all need to like, at least get dessert or something. I mean, mm-hmm. I, but maybe they were going on to some other party. They weren't just going home to pajamas like us. But as soon as they got up and walked out of the room, Perry said, I just wanted to say, Dude, you need to let it go. That wasn't J-Lo. Just shut up about J-Lo. <laughs> it went on and on and on. We we're like, that is not J-Lo. So, and his date was so annoyed. I thought, uh, you have no game. You need to mm-hmm. quit talking about it being J-Lo. So anyway, so we did that. Then we came home. Perry went to bed by about 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I stayed up and watched Mariah and then watched Home Again. Yeah, well, I was going to so say, David was in bed probably by 10 and Alex and mm-hmm. I stayed up. And so I guess that's, that's just where we are now. That's just, yep. it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, well, and I'm like, and really, I mean, I'm fine with that. I mean, w- in fact, one of our conversations at dinner, Perry, cause we laughed cause we could see at the restaurant, they had like balloons that I guess they were going to release at midnight. And so we were watching and then San Antonio downtown, they have like a big new year's thing. And so Perry was like, how much money would somebody have to give you to go downtown right now and stay until midnight. Like, and so we were talking about the money and then we laughed at how old we were because we kept talking about how much money it would have to be, but we stipulated it would have to be tax free. So sure. Yeah, no doubt. It's like, I'll need $10,000, but I'm going to need it to be tax free if I'm going to go downtown. Okay. So Alex, every new, well, I shouldn't say every new year's, but for the last several new year's days, he has gone to a friend's house and they do the polar plunge, which the, the, it's a bunch of boys and and they jump in the pool. So Mm. this particular day, it was 30, no, it was 26 degrees outside. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the pool water was something like the pool water was like f- around 40, 42. Oh. Oh. oh, so Alex was the first one in and it was, he said like there was the shock of it that lasted for a couple of seconds. And then yeah. it was just, like, it was like needles. Just I was, I was Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's like <laughs> jumping into a thing and needles. So, so our discussion later was how much money would it take? To jump in that pool. Mm. I don't, I don't, mm. I like, yeah. I don't feel like, I don't, I don't even, I can't even, there's not an amount that makes sense there for me with that. There's not an amount that where I go, mm, yeah. No, mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no amount of money. Because I think just to even go outside, well, after, because after we ate, Perry was like, it kind of feels nice out here. Do you want to walk around? And like, we walk like three steps. And I was like, this is, this feels, and he was like, okay, we need to just go home. And I was like, yeah, I can't even speak. I'm so cold. Like, <laughs> I decided to go walking New Year's Day after we got home from the polar plunge. And I just walked in our neighborhood, but I got about a half a mile from the house. And I was like, okay, 
Mm-hmm. Well, my, mm-hmm. Is my nose going to stay attached to my face? <laughs> or like what I couldn't, it was, it was so, it was bitter. It was just, it was just bitter. It was so yeah. cold. I don't know. Well, and, and that's, you weren't even dealing with a bomb cyclone. No, it's <laughs> not dealing no. with a bomb cyclone. Our East Coast friends. I was not. A bomb I, cyclone. I just can't even, I mean, I'm not, I, you know, I don't like to, to be hot, but I, I really could not, I could not live. I don't believe happily in a very cold climate. I think I would be miserable. No, I think, you know, it's been so cold here, so much colder than usual. And it's, here's my other thing that has struck me is it's been so much grayer than it usually is. And like, it was amazing how even like, I guess it was yesterday morning, the sun was out for a while. And like, I was like, oh, I think I've had seasonal like depression a little bit, you know, like it just, I needed the sun because it's made me not want to get out of the house. Cause I'm just like, well, I'm like outside and I'm like, it's just gray and kind of dark and cold and it just doesn't really motivate me to go out and live my best life well i believe you are aware of the the winter when i watched um that sandra bullock maybe over and over and over <laughs> the proposal <laughs> i do remember yeah and we were all on the hunt for a gray and white striped scarf like the one she wears <laughs> yes yes i think i had a little bit of that then too i can't do the gray i cannot Mm -hmm. i cannot i cannot it makes me so sad it makes me very sad yeah it's yeah it's and they were saying because it's kind of warmed up here but they were like it's gonna stay gray for a while and i was like oh god so anyway but it'll be hot and sunny again before we know it Okay, so the other movie, so Caroline and I, we we really had wanted to go see a lot of movies, and it was just, I think our time just went by so fast, and we didn't have as much time as we thought, but we did go see on, I guess it was, uh, I don't know, after New Year's sometime, we went and saw The Greatest Showman. Which I am dying to see and hope to see very soon. Oh my gosh, listen, I'm going to I'm going to make a confession here that is going to make me not sound very sophisticated. I have kind of always been a person like I appreciate that people like musicals. I appreciate that people want to go to New York and they go see musicals. You went and saw Evan Dear Evan Hansen and were like it changed my life. The music also composed by the people who composed the music for <clears throat> Greatest Showman, by the way. Okay, so you went and saw Dear Evan Hansen, like you like got all into Hamilton and were all on board for that. I still have not listened to one thing from Hamilton. Like I just have never been a person, which is ironic considering that I saw Greece probably 475 <laughs> times during the formative years of my childhood. But I've just right. never been like a musical. At the theater, you saw it 475 times. Yes, at the of course. Yes. But I have never been one that is like, well, I would love to go see that performance in the theater. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to see. Here's the thing. I get that it was great and it ran forever. I don't want people dressed up as cats lurking about. That doesn't appeal to me. That's what I'm saying. And maybe it's just because I've never experienced it. Maybe if I had done it, I would be like, I'm all in for a Broadway show. So I think that I have always been a person that was like, I don't really like a musical because it feels unnatural to me that people burst out into song. You know what I'm saying? I I totally understand as the person who was on this very podcast, probably five years ago, (laughs) saying I had no patience for a musical and people... The, the whole Tom Hanks thing he said that time about how it drives me crazy because people sing about how it's tough to be a train on the train tracks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get it. But I get it. I feel like given my undying love for La La Land last Christmas, 
Also, music also composed by the same guys who did Dear Evan Hansen and The Greatest Showman. Well, I didn't even know that. And so, but now The Greatest Showman, it is so fantastic. I really went into it much like I did when I went to Waco to go see the Magnolia Place, feeling like there's no way this can possibly live up to the online hype. Like, I'm Uh going to be disappointed. Like, this is not going to be good. It's so incredibly good. The music is so incredibly good. Hugh Jackman is a wonder. Like it, the whole thing is just so good. I can't get the music out of my head. I've been listening to it constantly. So I'm like, well, who knew? I'm a, I'm a musical person. I didn't know. I'm so happy right now. Okay. And, and here's my thing about this. And, and if David ever listens to this podcast, which this may be months down the road, but if he ever <laughs> were to listen to this podcast, he would, he would, he would, he would, he would pipe in right now and say, here's my thing about specifically the, the three um, musical things we've mentioned. And I would say even Hamilton, but especially La La Land, Dear Evan Hansen, and what I know of The Greatest Showman, I don't, but I can't say definitively yet. Yes, I I tend to to experience these things. And and my reaction is, well, the gospel was all over it. And so Uh every time I'm very moved by something artistically, he'll say, you know, the gospel's all over it. And I said, well, it is. The gospel's all over it. Uh But Uh I do think with these particular composers, and I know that one of them is a believer. I don't know that the, I don't, I don't know the religious beliefs of anybody else in that whole equation, but I know one of them is a believer. And I do think there's something that whole, all, like all truth is God's truth. And so you, you, there's something deeper than just what you're seeing. You know, it's, it's for sure. There's a whole other like redemptive piece running underneath that thing. And that was certainly true in Hamilton, certainly true in um, even La La Land. I feel like there was a, there was a whole, like it spoke to me so much about calling and, mm-hmm. and, and Dear Evan Hansen about, about repentance and restoration and all those things. And so that's why I'm really excited to see The Greatest Showman because I feel like it's almost, it's, it, there's a, there's a sermon in there, you know? Yeah. They're for sure. I mean, I, that's how I really, and you know, I am not one to come out and say the gospel was all over that. I probably never necessarily said that one time, <laughs> but I will say in The Greatest Showman, I mean, I felt like there were so many like deeper lessons about people and about humanity and about following your dreams and the dreams God puts in your heart and about embracing everybody's uniqueness and finding the beauty and everything and um, just the way we treat people. And um, I don't know, just the, I, the whole thing was fantastic. It was I mean, like, I, I can't remember the last time, because I wasn't even like this with La La Land. Like, I can't remember the last time that I watched a movie and thought I would sit right here in this theater and watch it all over again right this okay. minute. Because that's how I was with La La Land. I was, I was mm-hmm. sad to leave. So I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to take Alex this afternoon. We're going to go see it after we go to this birthday party. You do. You, you've got to go see it. You've got to go see it on the big screen. Um, and it was one of those. And you know how there's very few movies, I feel like, these days. And this was one of them. Like, when it ended, everybody just sat there quiet and then just started <sighs> applauding, like, in the theater. Like it was, it's just so good. Like it just, oh my gosh, it's so good. So that was, that was one of the highlights of my Christmas season. Okay. There's a show, there's a show at four o'clock. We're going. Okay. Well, you're going to have to let me know as soon as you finish, because it, I'm telling you, it was so good. Okay. This is, you're going to love it. This is a completely different deal than, than movies as far as entertainment during the Christmas break. But how much did you enjoy the playoff games on New Year's Day. Oh, I was, that's so funny. I was just sitting here thinking, you just read my mind. I was just sitting here thinking my other highlight was the Rose Bowl was 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. By the way, did you know the grass on the field at the Rose Bowl is a variety that was developed at Mississippi State University? Just just, just an FYI. Um, well, I didn't. It, but that. are you even surprised? Because it was beautiful. No. Um, not even a bit. But I'm here to tell you, I thought, I thought on New Year's Day, I thought if this day is any indication of what the rest of the year holds, I'm going to be <laughs> the most content I have ever been. <laughs> In my life, I've got my collard greens. I've got, I'm home and I'm warm and I'm under a fuzzy blanket. And what you had a good bake on your cornbread, excellent bake on my cornbread. And one of the finest football games I have ever seen in my life is playing out right in front of me. It was that football game. And it was so funny because I had felt like I was more excited about the Alabama Clemson game Me too. in my head. But by the time that Rose Bowl was over, I mean, like I couldn't, I kept wanting to replicate that same feeling for the Alabama Clemson game, but it was, it was just a little bit of drudgery after all the excitement yeah. of the Not Rose Bowl. I mean, that, God, that game. And then, you know, I told you my, I already loved the game. I loved everything about the game. And then when I went on, you know, cause I was doing my, my deeper dive into the teams and stuff after the game went on on Twitter. And then I found out that Jake Fromm, who's their precious little freshman quarterback yes. in Georgia, that his Twitter name is Jake from state Fromm. <laughs> I'm like, well, I love you forever. Yeah, sir, I, I will follow you as far as you yeah, care to go in the game. I'm going to cheer you on through. Listen, you are now, Georgia is now going to be my second favorite team because of Jake from State From. I'm like, that's the funniest. Like, I just so appreciated the wit of that. And I just, I just, the whole game was so good. It was so good. I, I, and I, listen, I loved, I, I watched, I watched the Auburn game. I, you know, I mean, like uh-huh. the whole, the, the whole bowl game scenario was delightful. And of course, state had a really good bowl game, which was fun. But I'm here to tell you that Georgia Oklahoma game will go down. Maybe it's one of, well, no, no doubt. It's one of my top five favorite games. Yeah. I've ever watched. yeah. It was just a treasure. It was, it was incredible. And I can't remember the last time that I really felt so bad. And I mean, I don't, really care. I mean, I was cheering for Georgia because of SEC, but I also, SEC, did I say that? SEC, yes. But I, it was funny though, because I've thought, I feel so bad for Oklahoma too. Like I can't remember the last time I felt so bad for a team because I'm like, they fought so, everybody fought so hard. I was like, I'm going to feel so bad for whoever this doesn't work out for. I know. It's one of those games where you think, oh gosh, it really is a shame somebody has to lose. Somebody has to lose, but I wish they didn't. Yeah. It was, God, it was so good. Mm -hmm. It was just, yeah, I loved it. I was I loved talking it. to my friend Lee about it um, earlier this week because we tend to do, um, we work together, but we tend to do kind of a breakdown on all of our most recent sports experiences at least once a week, you know, mm-hmm. and it's always like this time of year, we always talk about Mississippi State women's basketball, which they're so good. Um, and then our men's basketball team is doing well. But she said about that, about the Oklahoma Georgia game, she said, kind of what you said about greatest showman she said i would watch that game again like i would yeah. sit and watch every bit of that game again it was so good so clearly we both enjoyed it yeah it was so good it was one of the best football games i feel like of this whole season so it was it was amazing so i loved it um yeah i'm trying to think so we watched that and then i immediately got sucked in after that because everybody had said after new year's day was when the aggies we were going to finally name our defensive coordinator so we were waiting on that deal so i'm going to tell you that that is really i told gully when i look back at the early days of 2018 people will say that was when she got overly invested in the (laughs) defensive coordinator search (laughs) on tech sags 
Like to the point that I finally put in my cell phone number so that I could get like text, I could get a text message the minute that the news broke. I have been there. I mean, I, well, and the whole thing had been because they had been dropping clues and everybody had finally figured out they were like, because they were like, it's not a coach in the playoffs. So everybody knew, okay, so it's not Venables. It's, you know, you know, it's not Pruitt because he's going to Tennessee. Like you kind of know like the whole, but then it was like, they zoomed in on Aranda. So you're like waiting for that. And then the fact that like he pursued us and then LSU came back. I mean, it was like a, it was like a soap opera. I'm going to tell you, there was a thread on Texags that was called Aranda Geddon. I mean, it was like. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me so happy. Oh, I got so into it. The whole thing. And, and I won't go on long about this because I know not everybody, but so I've been all over Texags, which is like our message board, our big message board, and it's run by Billy Luigi. And he always has inside. But it's fascinating to me, and I would love to know the dynamics, because he clearly gets, the athletic department clearly gives him scoop. And he's the one that ultimately broke sure. the news, Elko, that we hired. But there's this whole dynamic of like, who gets what scoop when, and how do you know, and then when are you okay to release it? Because then people started saying the reason the Aranda deal fell apart was because somebody leaked it sooner than it was supposed to, and it gave LSU too much time to mobilize. But then people were like, well, that's their agents. It's just the whole thing is kind of like a little soap opera to me. Oh, no. I mean, this is what we went through with Mullen leaving, you know, mm-hmm. where people start, you know, I've, I've told that story about sitting at the football game and seeing the tweet saying this will be Dan Mullen's last game at Mississippi State. Yeah. And I do think the agents have so much to do with it. And I think so mu- it, it's strategery, George Bush, yeah. but it's so much of it is, um, I think, you know, everybody trying to position themselves to be in the best possible situation, mm-hmm. including like the schools and the coaches and the agents and the whole thing. And so it's fascinating to see how that plays out. Yeah. And really, it's the same thing we see going on, like at, in out of Washington, where you've got you know these these like timely leaks, but no, mm-hmm. and well maybe, and and then it doesn't play out, and it's like everybody's playing a game. We're all yeah. like, and it's it's another it's another instance where we're all trapped in an endless game of chicken. Yes, yes. And you're trying. Yeah. And that's I mean, because that's what people said is like when Aranda came back and was like, never mind, I'm staying at LSU. You're like, well, I mean, who can really turn down two and a half million dollars guaranteed for four years and probably an unofficial thing that you'll be our next head coach? Because I just I don't think Coach O is long for that coaching job necessarily. I, I saw a thing yesterday. And again, I have no idea. You know, again, you don't know how accurate it is. Although I mm-hmm. think whoever wrote it had, I think whoever wrote it had a good reason to to write it. That he's going to be one of the people, even in his second year as head coach, um, he's on the hot seat like from yeah. the get go. Yeah, because because if nine if nine wins a season wasn't enough for Les Miles, it's not going to be enough for Ed or- Orgeron. So no, mm-mm, no, for sure not. I mean, that's yeah, they're not putting up with that nonsense. So. um yeah. So it was it was fascinating to watch that whole thing unfold. So I got real caught up in that. I mean, to the point that when we finally when they named Elko, I think that happened on Friday morning or Friday afternoon, they were like, Elko, who's from Notre Dame, will be our next defensive coordinator. Like I spent some time after that reading the meltdown on the Notre Dame message boards. <laughs> Because you always like to feel validated by how much a school didn't want to lose their coach, you know, like it makes you feel like, okay, we've made a good decision because the fact that now they're wanting to fire their athletic director and coach over this Mm -hmm. is a good sign. So after that, after I read that, I really had this sense of, well, what do I do now? 
Like what? (laughs) Where does my life go from here? What? I need something new, everybody. Um, the which you need to you need to come sit over here is what you need to do for my for my nightly 10 p.m. breakdown on Twitter is what you need to do. That's that can be your next thing. And that's a whole other story. But when I start when I start clicking on links about 10 o'clock at night, that's what you need to be here for. Oh, um, I, I, will, I, I, I don't even know how we used to be college football fans before the Internet. Like we were the no. best mom white people. We yeah. had we had no idea of the of all the stuff that was going on and it, and and nobody was plus was making two and a half million dollars a year to be a defensive coordinator no but, for sure not but yeah i i'm with you you know i'll get all piled up in that kind of stuff i love seeing how it plays out yeah it's, it's a courtship you know i mean it's mm-hmm. it's the bachelor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's all about i mean and that's what they kept saying they were like uh, uh, basically aronda he came back he proposed to us <laughs> Like he was standing at the altar. He told us he wanted us. Like he asked whatever and then had us at the altar, like literally contract in hand and said, never mind. You know what I mean? Like, because they said everybody liked the Louisiana. I mean, if you were to believe the internet, which is, you know, everything on the internet is true. uh, I mean, they were like the Louisiana governor called him and begged him not to leave. I mean, I will tell you what I'm going to be looking forward to just as somebody who does not necessarily have a dog in this fight. I'm going to be looking forward to the, to the A&M LSU game next year. Oh, mm -hmm. already. You know what I mean? All the state people are looking forward to the state Florida game that's coming up. I guess it is 2018 this next year. Like, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have my eyes open for that A&M LSU game. Yeah, we play them in basketball today at 1:30. Oh, okay. Because that's what people were saying when we were gloating, when we were prematurely gloating on Tex Ags. People were like, they ought to make the announcement official at the A&M LSU basketball game on Saturday. But then that that was part of what. Mm -hmm. That would be Alex would say that would be savage, and then he would. And then he, if he, if he could hear me right now, he would have stormed out of the room as yes. he rolled his eyes. Mama, don't say that. No, how dare you say savage? <sighs> so that was what part of why when it all happened, it was a Ronda Geddon. And then you have the meltdown to where everybody has been so excited. And then it's all gloom and doom. Like now, well, mm-hmm. this is over. We're clearly going to end up hiring the defensive coordinator from like Fox Mm -hmm. Tech High School, um, Mm -hmm. and we're not going to get any recruits. It's like, it's amazing to me how high we go and then how quick, how low it's, it's Mm -hmm. gloom and doom. And everybody kept saying like, I think it's okay. Like, I don't think we didn't have, we had other eggs in this basket, but I did get tickled because somebody said A&M, because, you know, we hired Chavis away from LSU two years ago or three right. years ago. And then we went after a Ronda and then ultimately we ended up hiring the Notre Dame. And, you know, LSU is the only team that we have not managed to beat at all in our time in the SEC. And they said the Aggies were so determined, like we're going to figure out how to beat LSU if it kills us. <laughs> Find us the people. That. I didn't realize y'all hadn't beaten them. We have never beat them. No. And that's why people said it can't be a real rivalry between us and LSU till we actually can win one of the games. <laughs> true story. That's a good point. No, we have not beaten them one time because we always play them in November, which is, as you know, is historically mm. when the collapse of A&M football happens. Yeah, that's so, not y'all's best time. No, November's not our best month. And so we've never beat LSU. Well, it has not been your best month so far, but you never know with Jimbo Fisher. Like, you, you never know. You, you don't know how that thing will go. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. I'm interrupting our talk of football for just one second because I wanted to talk for just a little bit about Casper 
mattresses. Now, as y'all know, Melanie and I are both tremendous fans of sleeping. We enjoy it. We are good at it. And we would have majored in it in college if we could have. Well, Casper mattresses are so good for sleeping. And listen, you spend one third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable when you do. Casper mattresses provide all the support the human body needs in all the right places. They're obsessively engineered. They have just the right sink and just the right bounce. And they're also affordable because Casper sells directly to consumers. They also offer free shipping and returns to the US and Canada plus. If you look at Casper and Amazon and Google reviews, you'll see that Casper mattresses have over 20,000 reviews online and an average of 4.8 stars. People really enjoy this mattress. Even better is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Casper mattresses are designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S. And if you enjoy sleeping, you will want to give a Casper mattress a try. So... Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash big boo. That's casper.com slash B-I-G-B-O-O and using the promo code big boo at checkout. That's casper.com slash B-I-G-B-O-O for $50 off select mattresses and use the promo code big boo at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Here comes the rest of episode 92. Okay, so the other sort of rivalry thing that has played out that it's not an actual rivalry, but it's it but but there is a sense of competition here. Yes. Um is Justin Timberlake, Bruno Mars. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something. You mm-hmm. know I love Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. You know I do. Mm-hmm. I, but I'm gonna tell you that Bruno Mars he won this one game set match. I can't even to me, if you're gonna go like old school in living color retro video versus uh-huh. like Steve Jobs imitation of like a robot dancing. Mm-hmm. No. Justin, Man of the Woods, that did not work for you. Now I do like the song, I will say. I do like Justin's new song. Um we've had we've had some discussion about it in our family. I will tell you, what does this say about my parenting? We get in the <laughs> car yesterday to go to school. I've got the song pulled up on my phone, ready mm-hmm. to play it. I look over, Alex is plugging his phone in. Um Cause he's ready to play it. Like, cause when neither one of us had heard it. So we were like, we, so it's, you know, seven o'clock in the morning and we're getting ready. We're fixing to, to listen to JT for the first time. I'm going to tell want- you what that mm-hmm. tells me about your parenting is when is your parenting book coming out? <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell you. Cause I'll buy it. I'm on, I'm on <laughs> wager, I guess that there's a large percentage <laughs> of people who might not feel the same way. Um, but um, it, but but it all goes back to this is my very this is my very favorite stage of of parenting so far. I love it. I I dropped Alex off at something at a church last night, and um and we had laughed so hard on the way. I I left like <laughs> I was so happy, like just yeah. I love this stage so much. Um, but anyway, so I do like the song. The video yeah. left me puzzled and also thinking, well. Probably won't watch this one as a family. Like probably yeah. not gonna, not gonna. Mm. Yeah. Um. But Bruno Mars, I don't know any. I mean, he does. Oh. He just, you know what he does. Here's the thing, Bruno Mars, and this is a good, this is a good lesson to me. Bruno Mars is not, not trying to make any big statements. No. Bruno Mars is not trying to make any big commentary on our culture 
or on like, you know, what, what life is like in the 21st century. Bruno Mars is just having the best time. He yep. is having more fun than anybody is having in their career. And so I think that's why his music feels so current, but so nostalgic all at the same time. Yes. It, because it, it's a throwback to when we all listen to stuff that was not a commentary, that was not trying to make a statement. And, mm-hmm. I, and there's a time and a place for that kind of stuff. Absolutely. But I, I love his little niche where he he is here for the good times. Yep. 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 It is. He's what you, I mean, that's the soundtrack you want at your party. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Is Bruno Mars. You could just put on straight Bruno Mars the whole time. Caroline always says, and I think this is so true and you haven't really watched Parks and Rec, but if for people who have, there's a character Tom Haverford on there, that's all about like swag and, um, and he's just hilarious. And she always says, and, but he's kind of, he's real, he, he tries to be super cool all the time, but he's also really a dork at heart. But she's like, Bruno Mars is Tom Haverford if Tom Haverford had made it big. Like, <laughs> you know, like he's he he pulls off things that you're like, no normal person could pull that off. They couldn't pull off those shoes, those hats, the gold right. lame stuff, the whole deal. But he totally does. That finesse video, I'm telling you, I, I just adore it. I adore the song. I love everything he does. Somebody tweeted the other day. I think it was. I think it was um, my friend Aaron Moon tweeted like he's not. He's not our generation's Michael Jackson. He's not our generation's Prince. He is his own thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you that I think what's interesting about him is he is his own thing, and he doesn't have. There's. There's. So far as we know, there's. There's no like. There's no controversial side to him. There's no like. Yeah. What's that like behind the scenes side to him? He's just, mm-hmm. he, I don't know. He's just out there and he's having a good time with his friends and yeah, he's yeah. so, so stinking talented. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, so, and I think Justin, I mean, I hold out great hope because like you said, I like the song. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really a fan of the video um, necessarily. It felt a little trying too hard for me. And I felt like I was very disjointed because I felt like when the album title was released and it was called Man of the Woods, I really yeah. thought, are we going to get like, is this going to be like a Chris Stapleton slash like, like the Civil Wars, uh-huh. like kind of folksy okay. type thing. Mm-hmm. And so then for that first song to come out, I thought, well, now I'm very confused by Man of the Woods. Mm-hmm. I'm saying because I feel like yeah and that whole trailer that came out now I I, I have to think that it's all going to come together we're all going to have an idea yes. maybe in a month and uh, about why it it you know why he gave it that yeah. title and why he's man sort of, of the woods man of the woods I don't know yeah I don't mm-hmm. know yeah that was kind of mine but I feel like in that battle I feel like Bruno Mars hands mm-hmm. down won all right, so you mentioned before we started that you have a new hair product that you, you're enthusiastic about. I do. Listen, and I was waiting. I knew about it. I'm going to tell you, I've been sitting on this for a while because I wanted to make sure that it okay. was as good as I think it is. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. I'm dedicated to mm-hmm. beauty product research, but it, because here's the thing, it's not cheap, but I'm going to tell you, I believe that it is worth it Okay. if you find yourself in need of volume, which who doesn't? So it's, if it's, you can see how serious my face is right now. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm listening to you. Like you are about to drop a nugget of biblical wisdom that is going to change my whole life. Pen in hand. I, yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. Well, as you should be, if you knew. So it is called, it's, it's okay. I may not, it's that Kerastase brand, mm-hmm. you know, it's K E. 
R-A-S-T-A-S-E, Karastase. I don't know that I'm saying that right, but it is called volume and powder. So like VIP, but it's volume and powder is what VIP stands for in this case, volumizing hairspray. Um, Now I'm going to tell you that it is not really a hairspray per se. What it is, is it's like, it's a cross between a dry shampoo and a powder but it gives you this, but you spray it. So it's an aerosol. But I mean, I am telling you, when I lift up that front part of my hair where I like some volume and spray it kind of mm-hmm. under there, it's like I've just teased it. Like it stays and it holds and it gives you body and it's and it's dry, but it's not as dry as a dry shampoo. So I can kind of use it in lieu of a dry shampoo, but I can also use it on clean hair and it doesn't make my hair you know how with the dry shampoo like if you use it the first day then you've pretty much cooked your hair mm-hmm. because it's going to feel super dirty it does not feel like that it is light but it holds I mean I'm telling you it's so good okay I'm looking like I'm fixing to order it I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. just just as I am want to do when you mentioned <clears throat> something new like I did with the gap pajama leggings mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fixing to order it yeah it's good and I mean and I'm telling you and it's I mean it's like $30 a bottle. It is not cheap, but it's, and so I use it, I, I use it when I really need it, but it's, it's got this kind of like, I don't know, like this teasing effect. I mean, it's, it's good. And I think, I feel like it'll last. It's a pretty, it's a good size bottle. So I feel like it'll last me a while. Okay. I'm, I like, if I'm, you want to make an investment in your hair. I am continuing to cart as we speak. Mm-hmm. And it smells good. So you got that going for you when you spray it, you're like, it smells good. Okay. And so do you use it every day or do you just use it like when you like your second day, third day hair kind of situation? No, I really I'll tell you when I really have liked using it the most is really first day hair because I feel like my first day hair can be a little limp when I okay. first blow it dry because it's so clean, you know, like it gives it just a little bit of grit and texture. Um, so I'll use it first day. And then um, I really have gotten to where if I'm going out if I'm going somewhere with my hair, because every time I go somewhere, I go with my hair. But if yeah. I'm going somewhere where my, yes. where my yeah, uh-huh. I take my hair with me. If I'm going to take my hair with me, I mean, like if it's a day where I'm not just have my hair up in a bun or whatever, I'm using it. Like I'm addicted to it. Are you using your regular hairspray on top of that? Um, I am some if I feel like I need it. Right now in the cold, dry weather, I don't feel like I need hairspray necessarily because my cur- my it'll stay. Um, but I'll still use hairspray like on the like just all over like the ends of my hair. You know what I mean? Just to hold my curl if okay. I feel like I need to. I, but I'll, this I use at my roots. Okay, I just I, I absolutely just ordered it. So yeah, it, it's not going to be here quickly, but it'll be here next week. Okay. Well, by the time of the next podcast, you can report back. But I mean, like, and I've noticed it, like if I do it on the back of my hair, like before I put my hair in a ponytail, like it gives it nice volume back there without me having to like sit and, and tease the heck out of it. Okay. So I'm a fan. It's my, um, and I will say like, I've had the Orbe, like they have a dry, like a texturizing spray. And this one is better than that one. Okay. All right. And it's cheaper. So that's what I'm saying. Well, I feel like Um, you are, you are a reliable source for new finds I feel like you have not led us astray um with the rose hip oil like that was that's no. certainly as I applied mine this morning I thought lord what did I do before the rose I hip oil so I know it's hard to remember isn't it mm-hmm. it's it, it's um it's it's been a, a little bit of a game changer so yeah I know okay so Kara says volume in powder volumizing hairspray yep 
Yeah, I'm telling you, it's I love it. And I've really been I really have used it. I've been using it for about a month because I was like, I really want to make sure that it's as good as I think it is. And it is. Okay, so stay tuned for follow up about the the new volume and powder spray. And then also my reactions to the greatest shape. And we've got some we've got some follow up to do on our next podcast. We do. Um, now I will follow up. Well, this is kind of a little bit of, you mentioned the British baking show because you had told us last podcast, you've been watching that. Yes. And as you know, I had been all into the Royals because I've watched the crown. Yes. Um, both seasons and now most of first season over again. Um, And then I watched Queen Elizabeth at 90, which was all a retrospective. So then somebody mentioned, I can't remember in the comments somewhere on the podcast that they said they recommended that I watch the house of Windsor. Okay. Which is kind of a, it's on Netflix. It's like a historical, like it, it starts with, um, Oh, I guess it starts with Queen Victoria and and Albert, and it talks about how the House of Windsor has survived. And it's the backstory is, which I did not realize, was essentially with Queen Victoria was German, and so was Albert. And so their last name was, I'm not going to be able to remember it. It was like Hoya Saxon Goat was their Okay was their name and they were very much German. And so when World War One happened, that became a whole public relations nightmare because they're German. And right. so it was this whole thing. So they had to figure out. And so that's when they had like the person that was like working for them or whatever, he put the spin and changed their last name to Windsor. I had no idea. I didn't either. It was fascinating. It's so good. So I'm only, I've only watched one. I'm going to tell you what else I didn't know is that in England, apparently, you pronounce dynasty, dynasty. Well, <laughs> well, and you build your dynasty as you walk towards the lift. That is and you wear a jumper but it was like they were like the dynasty of the whatever and I thought well that would change the whole landscape of 80s television for me if that show had been called dynasty Dynasty. Dynasty. for when crystal and alexis (laughs) throw each other on pond on dynasty dynasty so they don't say dynasty which I (laughs) how about it I don't tell I know. you what, we're going to have to start like at the beginning of the podcast when we do the introductions, we're going to have to, you're going to have to say, um, hey, this is Melanie. This is Big Mama Anglophile. Like yeah. we're going to have to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to tweak that a little bit. I feel like you have, I will say you have, you have gone as deep into your understanding of the royal family as I have committed to my 10 o'clock nightly Twitter clicks to, to try to <laughs> try to keep up with some things. I know. I'm telling you, it's, I don't know what it is, but I mean, the House of Windsor, I started watching it last night and I was like, oh, like it. But I feel like I've always had this in me because I felt like years ago when I read, God, what was the name of the book? It was a, it's a, by Philippa Gregory. It was the, it was about Anne Boleyn. It was the, I, mean, her, yeah, like, I remember when you read that, but I can't think of the name remember? of it. I can't think of the name of it right now. It was everybody. It was one of those books that everybody read like 10 years ago or something. But uh, with it, like, I feel like I've always had it in me to be completely uh, into sucked into the whole British family. But I feel like never to the level that the crown has been able to take me because now I'm so fascinated by the whole thing. And so, and now the House of Windsor, and it's everything I love because now I'm watching the House of Windsor. So, I mean, now I feel like I've got real facts I'm going to throw out at a dinner party. That's right. 
this is my whole thing with my Twitter stuff. I've got real facts, people. You've got yes. real facts. These are not about the same things, but you do. Uh -huh. feel, knowledge is power, everybody. Knowledge is power. It is. It is. And now all I need to do is figure out how to maybe get invited to some dinner <laughs> parties so that I can use these facts. That's right. But That's right. When was the last time you were at a legitimate, a legitimate dinner party? I can't, I mean, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. Like I've been to like a rehearsal dinner, but I don't think that's a, I mean, to me, a, it's somebody's house. You went to somebody's house and they had like all their great china laid out, all their crystal, like where everybody was seated around a dining room table and it was not a holiday. I must say not one time has that ever happened to me. <laughs> I can't think of one time, honestly. I don't it, think I know those people. Isn't that something? Uh, those are the people who enjoy musicals. They're doing that <laughs> and then they're going to musicals and I've never been in that crowd. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to say if you have been on board with The Greatest Showman, I don't know. We may have a New York trip in our future at some point. I'm, we're going to get you on Broadway next. I feel like, listen, I feel like a New York trip and I also feel like a London trip. I mean, so many people uh, have said that they would love for us to go be there for Megan and Harry's wedding. And, and as much as I would. Hamilton yeah. is gonna, is doing a production in London. So well, kill two birds with one stone. God, that would be so amazing. I laughed because uh, Courtney, it little light of mine, she has messaged me a couple of times and made comments that you and I should have like should do put together like a big like Megan and Harry wedding watching party like you know and do like and apparently she's doing something like that where she's got invitations and the whole thing and I'm like well that would be the most fun except for the part where we actually had to do it it would be how would we do would, that we need to, we need to could we do that online I think we could do it online I mean I would love in theory I love the idea of that I just but to actually like put together a whole party feels like a lot of work but if we could just be online with live commentary yes could we could we get to the same place could you and i be in the same place well we so, might be able to may but may 19th is sketchy is that in that the wedding date or is it may 18th it's something like yeah. that may 19th is not as sketchy for me as it is for you i don't think no but i don't know well we could we need to look into that okay we need to look into that it would involve getting up early in the morning probably depending on but that's okay listen <laughs> it'd be worth it's it it's worth it it's worth yeah. it we need it we really do need to be together like I, I we need to be in the same place when we see her wedding gown for the first time I, I do agree with that I do agree with that because I feel like we're gonna have a lot of thoughts one way or the other I just I feel like we could do I mean like we could do uh we could do an Instagram live if we were together I mean that and, and watch it with people well yeah that's true that's true technology is something else I mean it's it's pretty impressive it is a wonder. Well, maybe we need to look into that a little bit more and figure out what we could do about that. Because I'm like, in theory, that sounds great. I just don't know how to make that happen in actuality. Okay. Um, here's my here's my last question. And then I've got to take Alex to a birthday party. Okay. Um, what or did you did you think of I know everybody likes to have their one word and the whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. Did did you come up with any sort of word or goal or thoughts about the new year I know we're not super into that but I do think about it so did you no I, I mean I kind of go back I think I said on the last podcast no that's my <laughs> word yeah I, 
I'm sorry if that came across like a joke. I just didn't know if you had any additional insights in terms of goals. I I have thought a thousand times about you saying your word was no, and I have laughed no. to myself. But no. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I think, I mean, for me, it's because it is a new year and because the holidays, it always feels like a time to kind of go, okay, I need a little reset in my overall lifestyle in terms of eating and exercising yeah. just because Christmas, I fell down a, a dark, non-nutritional hole filled with mm-hmm. cinnamon rolls and, and all that stuff. And I was like, that is going to need to be reset. Um, so I feel like, but last week was such a weird week. So I, I didn't really necessarily believe I needed to start on January 1st. <laughs> my problem yeah yeah so i had to start it's like it's a it's a wash i mean it's it's, like you get like a trial week you get like a trial week to go "Mm, let's see how this goes you know like and i felt like we were still on christmas break so to me like the new year doesn't really begin until christmas break and then our christmas break ended on a thursday so i was like well a thursday seems like a bad time to start anything new right so really i feel like monday the 8th but then of course that's going to be the national championship game so you can't expect (laughs) me to not eat queso Mm -hmm. right on monday night Um, as I watched Alabama and Georgia play. So really, uh, it's looking like Tuesday the 9th is my best shot <laughs> at being a better person. That's a beautiful goal, I feel what, like. What about you? I really, I don't have, I like, I kept, I really, in typical me fashion, I kept thinking like, Lord, is there a word for me? And I bet I got about nine of them. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I went from, I went from, serve to something else to something else mm-hmm. I had to, I, like I, I never know um I really here here's my thing I would like to continue to try to be a healthier person and I did think that this was the first year in a really long time for me when I did not go into the new year thinking this is the year when I want to start to exercise more yes so I would like to continue to exercise and continue to live in a way that like, even I know we laugh about me not eating a lot of gluten and all that kind of stuff, but it really does make me feel so much better. So, Mm -hmm. so I just would like to continue to do those things. And I would also like to maybe write a book this year and maybe check that off my list. It's kind of been hanging over my head for about eight months. So I would, I would, I would like to write a book. And so, um, I don't know. I just, you know, I, for better or for worse, I'm a very content person. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, I'm not a big goal setter just because, yeah. you know. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's I mean, just sort of where I am. Okay. I mean, I would agree with that. I think I probably, I need to write a book this year. So I think that's mm-hmm. probably part of it. But I did laugh because Jen Fulweiler did this thing. Did you see like she had put like a word of the year generator where you could I did. like. Oh yeah, I did that. I did okay. that. Uh-huh. And what it and, was rain. Rain. Oh. Like rain, like it's in long may she rain or is rain down? No, like rain, like, like R-E-I-G-N. And I was like, oh, it's my year to be queen. Okay. That's powerful. I'm going to tell you that mine, the word, first word that came up, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And this will be my word. And my first word was sift. And I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) No, thanks. Uh, And I shut that browser window so fast it'd make your head spin. I was like, nope. <laughs> Not interested. I want to be at that dinner party where somebody says, Melanie, do you have a word for the year? Mm-hmm. It's sift. Sift. I was like, nope. <laughs> By the way, 
I read Jen Waller's, and I know you've read it, but I read Jen Waller's new book that comes out this year over yes. the break and loved it, loved it so much. I loved it so much. So It's so good. It's going to be really good. So maybe it, we ought to have her on the show at some point. That would be kind of fun. And it's so, it's so good. It's so real. And, and it's just, it's, it's, it's delightful. So yeah. I enjoyed it so much. She's a great writer. She's a really, she really good writer. I was, when I was reading it, actually, I was not too far into it. And I was like, oh, she's she's telling this story like it's a real story. Not like me where I just say, and then this happened, and then this happened. <laughs> and then a little bit later, this happened. Like, she has this structured like a novel. Yes. Very impressive. Yes. Like, very impressive. And if you knew how many times she does like read throughs and edits and has her husband read through and edit, I'm like, wow, she is really dedicated to like professionalism. I yes. so admire that. What is that like? I know. Hey, I couldn't, I, I've seen before where she's posted her husband's edits. And I said, like, and I, that, that was probably my favorite thing actually about her book is the dynamic between her and her husband. Uh-huh. Um, I loved it so much, but um, I thought, oh, I don't know that 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 would go as well in my house. Oh no! I mean, she asked me. She she asked me one time. She was like, I mean, does Perry? I said, no. I said, I don't know that Perry's read any of my books except maybe one ever. Like, much less to edit it or to give me feedback on it. That would never work out. David always reads my like. I when I send you chapters, I send him chapters. Mm-hmm. Like I, he always, but 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 never like to make really big suggestions other than like I think you're being hard on yourself here, or you know, but not, but not notes. He does yeah. not give me notes. Yeah, I, I think that I'm not that that um that mature of a person. No, nah. so. well, but clearly I'm not because I didn't want Sif to be my word. <laughs> but no, as thank I'm- you, Sif. No, thank you. But as I'm thinking about rain, I do feel like for you, that could be a sign that could lend into our rural wedding thing is maybe what that was telling you. Perhaps, perhaps it could. I've already looked at the calendar. Mm-hmm. That weekend of the royal wedding is when I have, I have graduation. But if you could get, but if you could get here, we would have David's technical expertise to maybe make something mm-hmm. happen where it wasn't us sitting under a lamp. Okay. Um, I don't know. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start looking at that and see, because as of now, my calendar, I don't have anything. Now, you know how school stuff comes up, but as of now, I don't have anything. And so I'm thinking maybe I'll make that one of my goals of 2018. So now I'm up to two, now I'm up to two goals. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot for the stars. I'm up to two goals. What's that expression? Shoot for the stars, and if you miss, you'll land on the moon or something. What's that yeah, expression? It's, it's shooting for the moon, because even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Oh, so that's okay. But I, listen, I've already got two more goals than I had for all of 2017, so I feel good. I feel good about myself. Clearly, I think a lot about that kind of thing, as evidenced <laughs> by my beautiful recitation of that expression. Shoot, shoot the stars. If you see a shooting star, wish upon it. And then you'll by the moon wearing your gap pajama pants. And volumizing your hair. Yes. With the day spray. That's right. Okay. Oh, well, well, okay. Well, well this these been, are lots of good food for thought on this podcast. I feel like it. I feel like it. We have a lot to report back on in our, in okay. our next edition. All right. Well, we okay. will talk to you all later. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.
What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 